ICC says no more IPL. I will throw a party, man. <laughs> <laughs> the largest party. The real big bash would happen in Melbourne. Absolutely. <laughs> All of you, welcome to Australia. Yeah. Flight tickets paid for. We'll do the podcast live from here. <laughs> TV Empire to director, we have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of your neighborhood podcast, Bits and Pieces. As India play cricket against West Indies in the country where videos of a dude catching a much softer ball without gloves go viral, and while the Indian women's cricket team is pulling miracles after miracles to be at a gold medal match, we still have many questions from what really is our men's T2011 to why do we play cricket in the United States, but we have a fabulous panel here to discuss all of it. From down under in Australia, comes the man who put the Monash in Come On Ash and is Vice-Chancellor at world-leading research universities and has always been our contact inside the stadium right from the great demolition in Gabba, our dank hank from the tank, Mohan Krishnamurti. Say hi. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, many, so many trucks to run through that, uh, that piece of introduction, but thank you so much. Happy to be here after a long time. <clears throat> hi, Mohan. Calling him is... A special guy here because they say cricket is best watched with beer but this man has a different take on that because from the hearts of Mumbai comes our second panelist who may not put saha before panth but definitely put some poha before lunch the man behind cricket with poha and jalebi substack our helicopter shot enthusiast since he's our quintessential chopper choppy mcchopface say hi to abhishek chopra Thank you so much. Very glad to be here. And my intro out does it every single time I'm here. Very glad. I try my best to match our senior experts. And uh, of course, today is our smallest panel. We have only the three of us here. So I'm your host for the evening. My name is Murli Satagopun. And we have some really exciting topics to discuss. But kicking off the day has been the most exciting thing that all of us have, you know, it's gotten our hearts pumping and we really didn't think we'll get here so far. The gold medal match of the Commonwealth Games as our women's T20 team has taken it further and further up on the bar. So Abhishek and Mohan, take it away. What are your thoughts? Okay, maybe, maybe, but before before that, what I'd like to say is one of the things that uh, we, we this podcast has uh, been uh, underrepresented in uh, is in in the uh, connection with Bollywood and uh, Tollywood and Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. So Murli, you know, apart from his many other capabilities, including being one of the few people that actually play the bloody game, <laughs> is, he actually has acted with uh, uh, with some of the greats in Tamil cinema. Uh, and, uh, you know, from that point of view, he's also looking sartorially very elegant in this podcast at the moment. But uh, yeah, okay. So um, the the... <laughs> The win last night for, for, for us in Australia, uh, the game finished around midnight for us in Australia, was just absolutely fantastic. It was really, really good to see that the uh, Indian team kind of uh, pulled victory from the jaws of defeat, actually, because at one point in time, England was really, really going quite smooth and it looked like they would, they would win it and somehow... Um, they they imploded. I think that's that's fair to say. Of course, the, the Indian women bowled re, uh, really tightly and really well. Uh, the second last over perhaps was a mistake, and then the last over they just pulled it together really well. Um, Snehana bowled a, a really really tight last over. Uh, but 
truth be told, I think um, if England reflected on this match, they would say they really lost this game. They, it was theirs to win. At one point in time, they were cruising, and there was a silly sort of reverse sweep, chop shot into the uh, into the wickets, and then a, a run out that should never have been there, and then another run out that probably should never have been there, and then suddenly. Uh, they were looking at um, uh, at a defeat. So this is this is good to see that uh, the England women's team is capable of uh, doing what the Indian women men's team had perfected in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> so that's <laughs> that was good to see that that happened. Really, really happy for the uh, for the team to be in the in the finals where they will meet this juggernaut of a team, Australia. Um, it's I think uh, we'll see what happens uh, then. We'll discuss that soon. But they are my in- initial reactions. Good match, good win, um, but I think slightly lucky. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch the full match myself, but uh, the mention of the reverse sweep by uh, someone from the English team brought back uh, memories of the 1997 World Cup final when I think it was Mike Gatting who hit a reverse Correct. sweep of Alan Border and I, that was the end of the match for uh, for England. So, yeah, I mean... If the English themselves start disrespecting the the coaching manual, as they say, this is what they deserve. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it's it's uh, also nice to see India getting over the line against England because the last time I think it was the two thousand seventeen <laughs> final where uh, we came oh so close and and yet uh, could not uh, you know win win the tournament. So. I think it makes it sweeter and yeah, I mean, it's just very, very exciting uh, to see them uh, go this far and and here's hoping for the best against a very, very, very strong Australian team. I think the word uh, Monius juggernaut is is exactly applicable and, uh, but yeah, I mean, hoping for a miracle. I'm 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 really surprised about this. Okay, so as I was watching the game, I kept thinking, did India really? Yeah, I mean, they did great. But at one point, England, who were I think completely having the game in hand, had entirely different intentions. Like they, they they just fell right over right right after the Daniel Wyatt wicket, and we still gave them chances. And this is something I really wanted to. I wanted your thoughts as well, right? There was a very strange Shafali Verma over in the 16th. Absolutely. Right? Uh, 16 and 18th. Oh no, was it the 18th over that she bought? She bought the 18th over. 16th and the 18th was Snerana. Thankfully, she came back. But um, there was Deepti Sharma and before that Radha Yadav. And I was thinking that was going decently because Renuka gave a great over, you know, I think six, seven runs odd. Radha Yadav came back. And Deepti Sharma continued to give a four-run over and 15th over. It was really lots of pressure. I was very surprised with the Shefali Verma Verma move. And it could have really changed the game completely. You know, what your thoughts on that? Well, she gave, if I, if I remember right, 18 runs or something with that over. And, yeah, and that runs, may yeah. have been the over yeah. um, that that uh, lost the game for, for, for India. But then somehow they really pulled it together uh, right at the very end. There was a catch, uh, which you know, went straight to Harman Peet, uh, Kaur, and, and, and so on. So um, it, 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 it's exactly what, what, you know, as I said, England seemed to do what the Indian men's team perfected in the 90s. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. That, that was an art form that the Indian men's team absolutely nailed in the 90s. And this is exactly what, what I saw happening to, to the England women's team. And it was so heartwarming. Um, it's unfair and probably disingenuous to say that uh, the, the Indian team got handed the victory on a platter. That's not what I meant. I mean, that, that would be completely wrong. And that's not what I meant. But 
this this was England's match to lose, and they did lose it. Um, there, there, there was other strange things that were, that were happening. The, the, the players were yelling at each other on the field. Yeah. Uh, even when the bowling was happening, misfields, people were yelling at each other and so on. This is what Srinath and Kumble used to do for breakfast, you know. They were on... <laughs> so there were so many parallels with the Indian men's team in the 90s and early 2000s. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I, and, and in, in England, just looking at the match in the, the bronze medal match against New Zealand, they're doing pretty badly. I think they, they, they just lost it um, in that uh, reverse sweep moment. I think that's the match. That's the moment that probably uh, left England completely crumbled. Um, and, and I think it good, came good luck to the Indians. Came too close to home for the English, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I I think what what you meant to say or how I understood it is uh, India did a great job by by just being somewhere in the in the reckoning, even in a match which was which was probably going to be so one sided. So they did well by you know being in the hunt for so long and then. As soon as one mistake happened, they were immediately into it. And yeah, I think uh, there were a couple of things that I noticed. One was obviously um, Harman Preet's, uh, uh, you know, body language and histrionics were, you know, very, very much on display. And I think it was Lisa Stalikar who asked her later about, you know, all of that. And and she was very, very, you know, cool to mention that whatever uh, body language was there was there and I think if she's fired up it gets the team fired up too so which which I thought was was quite quite, quite nice and I think the other thing was uh, even some of the decisions I mean the the over given to Shafali for example was she's she's not afraid to make a couple of left field decisions from time to time especially and if they turn out to be so so good then I mean all all for uh, more of them today later today yeah Absolutely, and and this is this is a new brand of captaincy for me. Like it's 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 a lot. Like I mean, I cannot say this is the whole Virat taking over from Dhoni kind of analogy because it's really not. I wouldn't compare Mithali to Dhoni, and plus we have a lot to talk about Mithali as well. But in general, uh, you know, some of the comments were pretty interesting. But in general, what I feel about Harman is that. It, it looks like she's firing this team up to deliver the 110, 115%, right? Like, I, I did not think, even by the Shefali Verma standards or the Deepti Sharma standards, I think the kind of overs they delivered, the kind of hunger and fire there is to say, hey, we have not lost this, neither are we going to lose this, we're going to keep at it at least until we can drag it to the 20th over, was really, really nice to watch, right? And that the catch at, at, at mid-off when she took, uh, Harman felt like, man, I, I we've gotten this, like we've gotten here. Because those were really, you know, proper goosebumps moments for some of us watching this. We've never seen this kind of fire. And I really think that, I mean, I know Australia is an absolute monster and, you know, they have breezed their way to the final. But I still yeah. think we've got, I'm not writing India off by any measure. That's how I feel about it. On that note, I definitely wanted to hear about this very interesting comment that uh, our ex-captain Mithali Raj made beautifully, you know, commendable <laughs> thing to talk about. Do you want to read the comment out and then we can we can talk about it? So here's what Mithali Raj tweeted at 7.19pm on 6th of August 2022, which is yesterday. What a nail-biting finish. That was a special final over from Snehrana. The fiery knock from Smriti Mandhana set the tone and Deepti Sharma chipped in with crucial all-round contribution. Top stuff, Team India. All the best for the final. Let's go for the gold. 
I don't know if this woman is fully retired yet. I just begin to worry that some part of her is still attached. She feels like, oh, I'm, I'm still probably a captain here. Because I, I didn't, I, I would really give poor credit to poor Harman Preet. I think whatever she did, despite I, with the bat and with the way she led the women on the field, was pretty amazing. I think I think the only appropriate response to the tweet, and since we've been discussing that film on this pod for a couple of uh, episodes, the only appropriate response to this tweet is the slow clap. And after that, you say Shabash Mithu or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 something that was perhaps cooking um, in the background for a long time. This this um, this tug of war, I guess. And uh, now that she's retired, it's it's come out in the open. It's not not a good occasion for it to probably come out. I mean, for all you know, she might have just made an honest mistake, but. Very likely she didn't. So yeah, this is not a bolt from the blue, right? This kind of a a, a semi power shift thing has been going on for a a while, I think. Right, even when Mitali was still sort of facing out, we remember the whole sort of Harman and and Mitali thing happening. If I remember, Harman was dropped for one or two games in the middle as well, and was somebody building up to be captain. That was a very surprising move. Um, it's it's just really strange that you know this kind of a you know reaction is happening. Of course, yes, it's something we should just look past, but very strange. Yeah, look, I I, I found it strange. I mean, I simply think that I, I well, I thought and I, uh, I I hope she's a bigger person than than uh, this tweet, um, or maybe we're reading too much into it. That's the other uh, lens that we could we could put on it. But it, it seemed really really strange and. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't ascribe pettiness to to her uh, makeup, and I hope it isn't. Uh, but I hope um, she's truly happy for the way this team is is um, coming together. And it's actually coming together well. Um, different kind of leadership, different sort of leadership, uh, and different structure as well. But I hope uh, this team actually goes on to do some some really interesting things. It's got the makeup. Um, it, it's got all the you know necessary makeup for. Well, and I know yesterday uh, the other point that I wanted to make was uh, Renuka uh, Singh didn't have a particularly good game yesterday. That's it's, to be fair, um, and that is probably one of the reasons why the last few overs created that quandary, right? What do we do when the champion player isn't actually going well? So uh, you know, with that and with a few other players in the mix and a young uh, batting order as well. I think this team's looking quite good. Uh, lots of hope for the future. Absolutely. Only if we could have a city-based uh, domestic T20 tournament with participation from foreign players, maybe it'll even it'll make things even better. But Mrs. Ganguly and Jaisha don't seem to agree. Yeah, there is no princess of Kolkata yet. So until that happens, I think we're going to keep waiting, right? Because he just believes in investing in the world. Well, I, I mentioned this and it's, it's a good time to actually recall the rant. I mean, there was an IP, anti-IPL rant that I uh, <laughs> ca- carried out nearly what six, six weeks ago when I came back into the podcast after the IPL. Uh, and one of the points that I did make is why, why would they not have a women's IPL? Um, is that going to rob from men's game? Is that why they don't want to do it? Uh, is it going to steal the thunder from the men's game? But well, put it, put it together. I mean, do it. But somehow they don't seem to want to do it. And if they do it, who knows what the Indian women's uh, cricket team could actually do? I hope they actually pull their finger out and do something about it very soon.
talking of leagues, you know, maybe we should segue right into this UAE shit that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's 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 only getting more uh, more shittier. If that's that's a phrase I can use, murkier, etc. So essentially, what Srinath mentioned in the last episode is that uh, we have this UAE league coming up, where the rumor around the mill is that uh, is that the owners of or the the people behind the league are people who are the landlords of the ICC in Dubai, and hence, I mean, nobody is sort of stopping them from from doing all of this and. Uh, I mean, if there is a shitty situation, Manchester United is involved, and here they are one of the owners of the of the teams, uh, and there are IPL teams which have ownership, etc. The the worrying part, which Srinath mentioned last time, was that they are going to have uh, an allowance for nine overseas players, and uh, I think even each bigger team. number in the sorry each team, yeah, each team, yes. each team, yeah, yeah, and even bigger number in like the overall squad, which essentially means that. Uh, you know the the team owners will just like go crazy with the money that they have to get all the marquee players from across different teams into the competition. The situation in Australia is is the one to watch out for, where uh, we discussed how David Warner uh, is not is not going to be very keen to play in the BBL because he's going to get a lot more money in one of these leagues, this or the South African league that's also coming up. At the same time, also the South African has, Indian League, right? Yeah, also has. Uh, I think all the teams are owned by the IPL teams, given yes. you know how how maybe they feel a connection because the second season of the IPL was held there after the Indian government uh, could not provide security to the IPL, and also because the time zone. I think the the South African time zone suits us just fine in terms of viewership numbers of uh, uh, TV viewership numbers. So essentially. Cricket Australia has now come out all guns blazing to say that they will do whatever it takes to keep Warner in the BBL. Uh, essentially, there were a set of special contracts that they had for guys like Shane Watson, Shane Vaughan, etc. when the BBL started so that they could be recognized as players who were like a cut above the rest, etc. And, you know, just, just piggyback on their popularity and their, uh, their strength as players. So, Warner is going to be offered something like that to keep him in the in the BBL. However, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they're actually able to go ahead with it this year and how things shape up next year, because I don't think it'll take much for the UAE teams to up the ante and, you know, whether the Australian board will be able to stay in the race will be interesting. The other thing is that... Uh, all the other boards are already worried about this. There have been concerns raised in some ICC meetings or the other about just the general scene of, of the leagues uh, taking over uh, the calendar and especially the ones uh, that are coming up, which never, as Srinath mentioned, got the official uh, go-ahead from ICC. But this one has, the UAE one has, and uh, it's, it's a game-changing sort of uh, set of rules which they have. So... Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Meanwhile, there are other players. I mean, I think it's it's now like two every week that uh, two players every week who announce the death of ODI cricket. Moin Ali is the latest one um, who said that, I mean, it, it doesn't matter anymore and players are not keen about it, etc. Adam Zampa has come out and said that he's not really thinking about the UAE League or the South African League and BBL is 
front and center in his his view so yeah i mean lots of uh, you know developments that are taking place every single week on this and uh, uh, i just think it's it's going to be some or the other uh, league which is going to now present a really really strong uh, competition to the ipl and it's uh, and its dominance tops i mean and and murli who didn't see this coming seriously i mean who did not see this coming everyone i could see the strain wreck happening um and it's it, i i seriously hope that the strain wreck happens really quickly and the world sits up and says you know what the hell did we create what frankenstein did we actually start the entire process and i'll, I'll go back to the ipl rant was <laughs> the entire process was thought up in a completely brainless way let's go back right and 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 set up um and start from what the market is what the market definition itself is um the the cricket boards around the world are organized in a in a strange market condition it's not a monopoly but it's called a monopsony right and a monopsony is basically um there is a single buyer there is a single buyer that has the the control of the market on the basis of a license provided to that buyer right and in this case the the bcci is a single buyer in the indian market the government actually doesn't um legally recognize the uh, bcci as a representative of cricket in india but through some sort of form of market definition the icc says the bcci will control everything that's happening in india and and will put together a market uh, uh, an indian team that will that will um face other teams in international mar- in matches and so on this is a loose structure called the mono- called a monopsony and that's how it's been running and it's been running for many many years i i'm, I'm not a, uh, an economist i just have some readings on this um i don't understand the market conditions significantly well enough but when the ipl started basically they challenged the regulatory environment in which that market that flimsy already flimsy market operates um and the regulatory environment is basically anyone can now start up a league and run a league um and in and this is exactly what we are seeing in the U, uh, uae i really wish the uae tournament starts is successful and is hugely successful in crushing things like the ipl and the bpl and all those other things that are happening around the place simply because i go back to the original joke around uh, fake markets and fake products and fake things right when t series was really successful in india uh as a as a as a company that did uh, imitation products of other audio recordings around the place other people started copying the t series product right and mm-hmm. releasing them into the market so much so the t series had to release an ad that said please buy original t series <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what's happening now right in this market i really want the uae the tournament to be successful and kill everything around the place and hopefully you'll only have one league that the icc blesses who knows even the if the icc is in a machiavellian way behind the uae league curious to them really i hope it succeeds so that there's only one league that represents all the various shit that's happening and you can regulate it in an appropriate way and control it in an appropriate way otherwise you'll have you know lots of these things happening around the place and i i, I really wish it kills the ipl 
Wow. I'm back to my one agenda. <laughs> no, All right. I, 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 it, it, I mean, th- there are two really big aspects that ge- in general bother me. First thing uh, that I definitely think we should talk more about is how many such leagues are there just from the top of our heads. Can we just talk about how many leagues are there throughout the course of the year and how many places, right? Because we remember, you know, dudes who travel like, you know, 25 hours to just keep for like five minutes and they make one drop and then go back. Right? Was it Sam, Sam Billings that did that, right? And we yeah. talked about it in one of the so earlier That's podcasts. how he got into the test side also. Yeah, he got oh, a God, peek yes. into the test side as well because he, they are just, you know, traveling around playing league after league. And the second thing is... It, at some level, I think the cash would really overtake the sport, right? I think that that's really what's happening, right? If if he can, I'm just you know speculating here. If he can overlook his his nation's biggest T20 league to go play, you know, two X paying league in in UAE. What's to say tomorrow there would be a national you know T20 tournament against a slightly smaller team, right? Say Sri Lanka or Zimbabwe or somebody else is touring, right? And Warner says I still want to play you know a league in in the Caribbean or a league in UAE, so I, I choose to prioritize that. I doubt uh, any of these um, you know Australian uh, people would be able to really go out and 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 curtail him. Even here in this case, I I I think I read an article that talked about how he was talking about maturity with David Warner and said it would be nice for you to prioritize. And the other day, the decision was, oh, we should pay him more money. We'll try and see if we can find a way to pay him more money because money is the only way this dude's gonna come back. And yeah. that's making the you know priority here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think uh, it it would be a really fun exercise to list down all the leagues that that we know of. So so I, I think we should get into that right away. So I go back to this, right? So the original (laughs) premise, no, let's go back to the the structure of this market. The original premise is that the, is Cricket Australia is the only buyer of talent in Australia. Well, the UAE league is saying that market condition ain't valid anymore. The the monopsonistic market requires CA to be the only buyer of resources in Australia. A loosely defined uh, and ordained the decision and boundary created by the ICC. The Australian government say, doesn't say that CA is the representative of Australian cricket in uh, or, or cricket in Australia. ICC yeah. through this vague condition has said, uh, okay, here's CA's license to be the single buyer of resources in the Australian market. UAE yeah. tournament and other tournaments around the place are just challenging that completely and saying, no, hang on a minute. We challenge that market condition itself. So I go back to ask the question, who did not see this train wreck happening? It happened, it's, it, it was obvious it was gonna happen and I really want this to happen very quickly. That's the, that's the point I wanna make, right? So that we sit back and say, what are these various leagues? Under what conditions are they operating? Who has ordained that, that the, who has provided a license for it to operate? Who has the ability to provide the license to operate? Football sorted it out 50, 60, 80 years ago. Cricket hasn't sorted it out because cricket has been, always been happy with multiple elephants in the room, right? Not just one, multiple elephants. They just keep you know, wandering around in the room from place to place, nodding, nodding their heads at each other. This is the time to sit up and say, let's sort this shit out. And I, I as, as part of this, ICC says, no more IPL, 
I will throw a party, man. <laughs> <laughs> the largest party. The real big bash would happen in Melbourne. Absolutely. <laughs> All of you, welcome to Australia. Yeah. Flight tickets paid for. We'll do the podcast live from here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. We have our own little place. Uh, I'm, I, I, I mean, Mohan makes a lot of great points, right? Like, I mean, to respect both of the requests here, I'm just trying to quickly whiff out the number of leagues I can think of, right? Oh, you got that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have a, a kind of um, um, uh, list in in my hand, but I, I think we need to try our own, you know, memory first before I go and and read the ones that I have right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah because uh, hang on, boundary condition, boundary condition. Yeah. In this listing, are you including shit like TNPL and no, no. Karnataka PL? No, no. Okay. No, no, this no. only only the nationally leagues or whatever oh, else you okay. call it, uh, <laughs> okay. national leagues Let's of go. each country. Okay. So, We'll start we, with we'll the, just go around. the BBL. IPL. Hmm. IPL. Uh, the Sri Lanka Premier League. Okay, SLPL. Three. Bangladesh then, Premier League. CPL. CPL four, Bangladesh five. Um, I know that there Pakistan. is the yeah, PSL six. There is We have to respect the makers, the 100, which is technically a T20 league, but it's not T20, it's T100 or whatever the hell. So that's T-100. eight. What T-100. about the 660? 660. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 another thing. Yeah, they're yeah. coming on the six sixty. Yeah, And 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 uh, I mean, how can we not include the Vitality Blast? We had a blockbuster episode in the Vitality Blast. Yeah, Vitality Blast. Okay, that's ten. There um, is something that? that happened in 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 Canada a f- couple of years ago. I mean, before the lockdown, Eurovision. No, Eurovision is the song thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, some some Euro thing that, that happened. Yuvraj and yeah, Euro, Euro T20 slam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, slam, yeah. That, that makes it 10, Euro T20 slam. I what, just, did South Africa had the, the Mazanzi or something uh, earlier, correct. the earlier version? But they that had, bust, right? That went bust. That, and then they, yeah. they've got this new one now. Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. the new one, which we should include because it's predominantly an IPL yeah. just in, in, in the garb of, uh, of a South African league. So that's 11. Right. And uh, I just read, uh, this is crazy, that Nepal is going to have a Nepal T20 league from 20. Everest Premier League. Yeah? It's called the Everest Premier League, right? Okay, yeah, okay. So that's that's 12. And, and uh, wait, there's, there's one more I know. The 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 uh, uh, big, uh, which the Burger King uh, sort of chain sponsors <laughs> the one in New Zealand. Oh yeah, Super Smash. Yeah, right. Super Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, Super Smash. Smash. That's 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 thirteen. Okay, so we've got thirteen leagues we can think of. Even if there's one a month, we still need more months in the year for us to just accommodate the leagues that are happening at any point of time. This is just once we can think of off the top of our heads, and of course with the list that I kind of looked up. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? But but even even sorry sorry sorry, uh, Chops. Even yeah. even if you look at the IPL itself, that itself is stay, is now seventy days long. Yeah. So it's that's not a month even. That that's already two months and a bit. Um, you have the BBL that goes on for nearly two months. So if you put these thirteen um, overlapping windows, that's that's a that's a massively cramped calendar. And if each of them is throwing lots of money at cricketers, cricketers are going to say, you know, forget playing for Australia, forget playing for Nepal, forget playing for Afghanistan, uh, forget playing for India. I'll just keep going around the world like Sam Billings, um, <laughs> burning lots of fuel. And playing very very little good cricket uh, and but make it a lot of money, money while at it. Yes, make exactly. tons of money. Yeah, make I tons of money. Mohan, uh, I mean, question to you: Do you think it'll end up like football? Is that where you see this going now? 
I hope. I hope it does. Where there's some regulation in the market that says um, the conditions under which we structured this, uh, we need to relook this. We need to relook. No, I, I um, meant how more, we do it. more in the uh, more in the sense that you uh, the calendar is dominated by club football. And there are windows for international football. You you Correct. have a Euro Cup or a World Cup year, and you have a bigger window. Otherwise, you have little windows where you play friendlies or whatever. But that would require that would require all countries to come together yeah. to to see. And that's exactly my point from before, right? The ICC is completely toothless um, yeah. in in organizing, in regulating, in mandating, in actually creating meaningful windows like football has been. Football has been quite strong in saying, okay, these are the various things that we will do. And these are the areas in which we will, we will release all the players from all the club uh, formats so that they can play for country, right? Uh, yeah. And the, the World Cup is the uh, premier event that they, they control and they will not do, allow anything to come in its way. The ICC has been extremely lax in, in providing any steer or any direction of this sort. Um, yeah, the I one thing the one thing that the plurif proliferation of these leagues uh, does uh, is, I think it it gives back power to the players. Uh, I I think one of the things that's going to happen is we are going to have to do away with all these drafts and auctions and all of these things, and players are going to become free trade agents, and they'll have obviously their own agents. And Correct. that will mean that a lot of these uh, bodies like Chennai Super Kings or, 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 you know, Trinidad and Tobago, Tridents or whoever they are, are actually going to have to shell out a lot of money for the marquee players. The players are again going to become uh, richer. They are not going to be at the mercy of, of their boards who are constantly, you know, while, while all the... Uh, the people in the board make lots of money from ways and means that are not exactly above board. But the, so, so we, the, let's let's go back. Let's go back a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. If if that happens, and each yeah. um, country has its league, now we counted thirteen, right? Yeah. Th these are thirteen leagues for uh, between that that's happening when there are only eight teams playing. I'm I'm just yeah. exaggerating yeah. a little bit, right? But if you look at football, what's happening is all the club football yeah. happens at the same time, more or less. Yes. Give or take, you know, yeah. uh, the, season, the season is the same. The season yeah. is the same. So club cricket, does it happen in the same window? It doesn't. There are overlapping windows so that throughout the year, a cricketer could be busy playing just club cricket. But yeah. if, we push, if we pull back and organize it like soccer has done, right? Football has yeah. done. All, let's say European soccer, and we can divide that from Northern and Southern Hemisphere. But let's assume that we're only talking about Northern Hemisphere dominating football. Um, that calendar... All club football happens at the same time. Yeah. So you can't have Dhoni playing for Manchester United, finishing, packing up that tournament, going and playing for Barcelona because the Barcelona tournament is happening at the same time that Man United is playing. So club cricket will happen parallelly in all countries at the same time. And then they'll all say, okay, we are done now. Let's now play cricket for our respective countries. Right. So you yeah, no, have I, mean, this... I, I get that. I get that in the sense that... Uh... At some stage, somebody like the ICC or whoever else can do this job will have to come in and say, okay, here is the international window. No club cricket at this time. Club cricket, league cricket, nothing is going to happen at this time. But I'm saying that even, even beyond that, if, if the power comes back to the players like it did back in the era of uh, Packer or whoever 
you know if it if it comes back i think that's going to be great for players because there's a lot of uh, you know the the flag of nationalism is is foisted upon cricketers uh, very very often where they are called upon to respect the great cricket tradition and play out i mean play for the country over the club i mean without realizing the fact that ultimately as a cricketer as a top flight cricketer you're talking about what 10 15 years of your prime where you can earn all the money or most of the money that you're ever going to earn so if a moin ali or a david warner actually wants to say okay screw the bbl i'm going to go off to uae or even you know screw the ashes i mean for one i mean one day australia england doesn't matter to me i'm going to look after my family go to the uae on a lot of uh, money and then you know retire in peace because i can't trust the cricket australia uh, authorities to take care of me that's that's a valid valid decision and i mean most of us would end up making a similar decision if presented with an opportunity like that in the respective areas that we work in so i i, I would be very glad I, if if that happens but i question that right because if you say that um i i did all my i i learned all my cricket on my own right sitting in my in my bathroom well you didn't you actually you 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 the 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 kindergarten in which and the and the nursery in which you actually learned cricket is governed by the the country system the national structure bodies. that the the national bodies right so you can't say okay i i learned all my cricket um i was born with the cricket bat and therefore you know that that's that's how i i i grew up and i'll fly my trade anywhere there is at some point in time uh, a reason for you to sit back sit back and say okay for these 6 months i am free to do whatever i want but for the rest of the 6 months i owe it to the to the uh, to the nursery that that skilled me in 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 what i'm doing right what what i have done um and that is what i think cricket needs to to come to grips with i agree that with the, with the premise, premise here that as free agents cricketers should be allowed to you know go anywhere and play however many matches um in a in a window when every other cricketer has got the same ability and the opportunity to do that yeah. at the end of it you come back and then you say okay now let's pay back to the nursery in which i i learned my trade that that that's that would be my twist on what you suggested mohan I- just one one small thing uh, i think that landscape is also changing and that landscape is changing very very fast because a lot of these ipl teams are already organizing school cricket tournaments in the cities that they operate in and you are absolutely right in saying that the the system which has has given rise to the players and the stars of today is the local cricket system run by the very same boards or representatives of the boards that are trying to you know be the single biggest buyer of of cricket resources as you rightly mentioned but i'm saying that even that scene might change you already have uh, for example mumbai indians second 11 team which has uncapped indian cricketers from across the country going off to england of all places and getting some solid match practice against local teams there so i'm saying that even that landscape the 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 dominance of these teams and these league owners and the uh, franchises it may trickle down even to the level of local cricket and maybe 10 15 years down the line uh the cricketers of that time will actually grow up using resources provided by the by the franchises good luck it's If a good thing case, it's a good thing it's Because a great thing the more you have these nurseries that are yeah. actually like like i i mentioned in in my rant as well right initially when the ipl itself started 
they had this this concept of a catchment area in which yeah, you could yeah. you could build your talent pools yes. that went that's gone that's gone yeah yeah no one talks about catchment areas and all that because the entire world is your catchment area so you you forget state entire world is a catchment area the world is my oyster so, oh exactly so But that's all you fun. guys are overlooking the big not the elephant the dinosaur in the room right which i keep making you know you do know right the bcci reads iccb backwards because they are the only people who flex their power to a point where they say you get an noc to play anywhere outside we are the icc you cannot play forget nationalism patriotism jai hind you will play india when i tell you we play zimbabwe andaman sri lanka or lakshadweep you will come play for me because i told you so you cannot Correct. play any league yeah. and it also i would i will have to also add the caveat that they have the power to flex saying we pay yeah. tons of probably literally the most expensive league in the world but even outside of that if rohit sharma wanted to he could make 3x the money in the next 8 months right but he's leading us against west indies and zimbabwe and everywhere else because like gangli says boss i'm cracking my whip you come right back and he comes which is yeah. a way you can approach it because neither australia or even england for the matter can do that flex yeah yeah that's true and i think i think the the cricketers from india who have taken that call of of uh, you know saying bye bye to india colors etc are players who have not been able to do well at the domestic level so i mean the world knows that i mean so so what mohan is saying about you know the ipl universe coming crumbling down it will happen the day a prime a indian cricketer in his prime decides to say okay i don't care if the bcci doesn't consider me for india ever i want to do, I, i want to see that happen yeah. i, I really want, want that I, i really want to see an indian cricketer do exactly the same thing that warner has done uh and 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 challenge the authority of the bccci to say you know on what basis are you saying that the only buyer of my resources is you yeah. no and uh, now can an umpire say you know what bccci i don't need you to to provide me with a license and the only license to umpire again i'll go to the to that to to the central um, authority board uae league and happily umpire there i wanted to start there a coach that says you know i don't need any of your coaching stints in for karnataka and tamil nadu i'll coach in uae let's yeah. see this slowly break right because the courts tried to break it they couldn't because you know messes yeah. um yeah. shah and ganguly yeah, came back there. next yeah mm, it's there we should talk about how all of our t20 has spread into the national league we're playing across the west indies and the united states as well it is currently the most you know sort of important match or tournament going on right now in the world of cricket there is nothing else that's happening um india of course have been mauling west indies which i thought was a really good t20 team like some supreme power hitters down the order what has worked so well for us in alien conditions that we're doing so well against them i think a i think team, uh, i think the yes, the different team sorry chops you you were saying you go first yeah yeah no i was just saying that uh, i think the the difference in the batting approach is is very clearly visible uh, i don't think we are still there when it comes to you know just ruthless uh, uh, ruthless pursuit of you know that 200 score in in a t20 every single time maybe there's some some more time to go for us to adjust to that but i think the the approach uh, in batting is significantly different we've got the guys who can do it 
uh, and uh, I think we're just just taking the bull by the horns when it comes to the batting side of things. And as far as bowling is concerned, uh, you know, it's just the fact that you know we we really have people who have experienced high pressure situations in the IPL. Guys like Arshdeep. Avesh has not been doing so well, but I mean, he also did well in the game yesterday. Yeah. So I just think that just have the wealth of talent to be able to, you know, do that. And we had that going for us in batting all the time. It's just that we've realized now that, yeah, this is something we can do. So, I mean, it's almost like uh, we are we are behind the curveball uh, by a great margin, but we're catching up pretty quickly, yeah. Catching up for 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 one reason, and and dare I say it, the bowling is is not, in my view. I don't think the bowling is ever going to be a problem. The, yeah. And there there is a wealth of talent, and they've got all the expertise in bowling um, in different conditions, in different points in time and match. Completely aware of match situation, and that's I don't think uh, going to be a problem at all. The problem is going to be this this romanticization of the selection process, right? where instead of saying that we want a bunch of players who are able to do X, Y, Z, uh, we tend to say, you know, we want to give um, opportunities for people who've not won a cup. We want to give uh, respect, the contributions made by certain people and so on. I, I wish we had, we, I, I really hope we have a, a ruthless selection committee that says, these are the kinds of players we want. Forget yeah. about what players may have done in the past, in the last five, six years or so, these are the kinds of players that will win the tournament for us. And that's ultimately when it comes to it, it's the batting order that will um, determine what, what happens. That's how, I, that's how I saw the West Indies games, um, where I saw the batting repeatedly do, do really, really wonderful things. Bowling will always come good, in my view. Yeah, yeah, it's true. If you put enough runs on the board, right, then the bowlers' jobs become significantly easier. And and I, I think uh, you can you can sort of pick pieces of what Chops has sort of alluded to, and clearly what you're saying as well, right? If the batting does well, and and I think in T20, it's I mean you can put all the plans in the world, right? But batting cannot work with plans. You go in, you believe you 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 want to go at it, but to actually execute, it means you are always toying between. Oh, what if I get out? You know, within 15, 20, 30 runs. But now exactly. we can see. Now we can see that 30, 20 runs don't matter. If you if four people get 30 or 14 or 30 or 16, you've put nearly 180 runs on the board by the 17th, 18th over. You have a good total for the bowlers to at least go back and, and, and fight against, right? So I always romanticize the 140 all-out matches that, you know, go neck and neck. I feel like there's so much more, you know, challenging cricket to watch and the bowling really comes out. It, it does feel like even now, the, the days the batting really clicks. By, by click, I mean... Everybody scores something. Everybody contributes. It's not one guy doing 100 or, you know, 85 or something like that. But people contributing. And I, I feel like it was, this was really good. Even Rishabh Pant. I mean, in general, I, I never see Pant, you know, holding back. But you should see even at 44 and he realizes four wickets down. He doesn't. He still kept going at it consistently until Aksar. And probably even Avish would have come and gone at it. Because they had, they, I think their, their agenda was very clear. But are yeah. they going to play the? Are they going to play in Australia? That's the thing. Is this team going to play in Australia? Good question. When it comes to selection, you'll still have the same suspects um, filling up the team sheet, and you say, "Is that the right team to play?" Um, because there'll be a certain romantic ideal that comes into the selection process. Um, anyway, let's see. Let's see. Um, maybe what we should do in the next week is put put down what the ideal team should be and what the probable team would be. 
Yeah, I, I think I think we know what the major difference in those two teams is going to be. Yeah. I think the only thing that we have to take into account is the fact that the Australian conditions are going to be significantly different from all the T20 cricket that we have played. True and that. so we, how do we bring that, uh, you know, into the team selection? Uh, because a lot of the guys who have done well, for example, uh, Surikumar Yadav, he's got the T20 uh, game sorted out like the back of his hand. He just knows how to do it. Uh, a lot of these guys need to really come good in those conditions. And I mean, uh, we, we are playing a bunch of T20s going forward also. There are games against, I think, South Africa and Australia. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I still think those conditions are going to present a major challenge, not just the, the pace and bounce of the wickets, but also the fact that the boundaries are longer. And we are used in India in the IPL to, you know, go for maximums, as they say, of, of 60 meter hits or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think uh, for all the good that we are seeing on our screens right now, uh, I would still tread with caution when it comes both to our chances in Australia as well as, uh, uh, you know, how the, how the team selection is going to be. And I also want to add that we, I know that we have some good tours coming up, but the only one that's genuinely non-Indian conditions is Zimbabwe. Everything yeah. else is at home. We're yeah. playing a whole bunch. I think we're playing the biggies, right? South Africa and Australia at home. Yeah. The the T20, whatever, what is that called? The Asia Cup, I think, is in Dubai again, which is practically yeah. India now, because whenever we don't have space in India, we're like, oh, Dubai, hello, hi, we are coming. We want to play one tournament there. So, I, I don't see us being able to deliver the goods. I mean, you can build skill, but what, why do if skill is what we're building, why do people go and practice county, you know, before test games or anything else, right? Because the pitches are different, the, the behavior of the grounds are different, the vibes are different, and it, it's good to expose yourself. I don't know. And I, I still, I don't think, if you picked all of the senior decision makers in India and asked all of them to write their T2011, we will get as many T20 11s from each of them. Like everyone will write their own version of saying this is what I think is the 11. Yeah, but but I I I I challenge that. I think there'll be some consistency, and is that consistency that you want to pick? I mean, so I think in in this that today the bowlers more or less you know you can you can find six or seven bowlers and they'll they'll be okay. The two or three all rounders, I don't think you're gonna get too much um, uh, debate on that. It's the remaining part <laughs> that you know where. Um, you just have to pick the three or four that commonly come up in, in every list and say, this is what you want to, you have to go with. Of course, you don't do selection uh, through that process, but, but still, if you can do that, then you'll see that the team should ideally uh, pick itself, but ultimately it will not. Let's run this next week and have two lists, right? One is what's an ideal team, what is the probable team? And you'll right. see the differences probably in the top order batting. Yeah, probably. I think two points there. One is the the very dis disheartening news about uh, Herschel. Uh, yeah. He's he's developed a side strain. They're side saying strain. he's going to be out for a while, and it might even go into the World Cup. So I think he was he was a real gem with the ball. Uh, I mean, he still is a real gem with the ball, and I mean, he brought a kind of skill that that nobody else in in the Indian team had for many for many years. So I think his his uh, absence will be sorely felt. And the other thing is is the fact that I think uh, India have already mentioned how they plan to go and uh, get acclimatized to Australian conditions like two, three weeks before the tournament. I don't know how they're going to squeeze in time for that. But yeah, I mean, 
I really hope they do that because for for as long as I've watched cricket, one of the one of the uh, bane's of uh, tours away or anything away from home has been, you know, half the half the series or tournament is over and we are still getting used to the condition. So I hope they don't make that mistake for for this tournament. I, I truly hope as well. And I, there, there is, I have a huge, you know, looming question about who are these people who are being groomed on the T Twenty front itself, right? Because if I, I know, and I, 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 I may, I might as well say explicit names, but people who are not even in the squad are definitely, I, I feel like are going to be definites in the, you know, World Cup, right? And and I'm certain it's going to happen, right? He's not here right now, but I'm pretty certain he's going to play in the World Cup eleven. And there are a bunch of players who are going to come feature, right? Which means they get dropped or rested or holiday breaks at different points of time. But when the big leagues come, they are coming in. If you didn't get the practice matches against the smaller minion teams throughout, how are you building the confidence to come play against Australia, England and New Zealand in more favourable conditions for them, like in their home grounds? It's it's going to be supremely challenging. I think the fact that we have not mentioned him uh, so far in this recording, we should call him Cold Emote or something. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, must I, not I, be named. I completely agree. I mean, I, the, but he's but there there are about five, three or four players who will not be named in the in this manner. Uh, oh, there are more. Who are, who are those? Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll do this. We'll do this next week. We we yeah. we we'll rambled on for a long time now. I think it's it's really going to be useful to say. I, I want to see us do this, uh, mm. which is the best team and the probable team. You know, and and there'll be. The differences will be two or three players at the top, I think. I think we should do a World T2011 bingo. You know, you guys have played bingo, right? Like the yeah, main yeah. one will come and all of us are right and we mark up, oh, we got one. <laughs> oh, we got one more as well. Because I don't think anybody is ever going to get... I sometimes never understand what is going on through the selectors' heads. And I always used to have major respect for Jami sir and, and all he used to do, right? I mean, I don't, I still don't think he's the unilateral decision maker there sitting down. I think he's getting some calls from somebody who rhymes with Bangali. But nevertheless, I feel like there is a good chance that I thought he built that prime T2011 and nothing has changed. It's the same thing. We're playing different, different people each point of time. Like, yeah. if you saw, this was a cru crucial series deciding match, right? Three players got dropped and, and completely three different players got a chance to play. That was a very sort of a baffling decision for me. I was like, okay, you, you built a momentum. You were going to win the series. You put a whole new set, you know, and in a whole new country again, the United States. I'm... I'm very. I'm done with this. I rest no, I, I, I honestly, I mean, while while I understand why you're saying that, I, I, I don't have a problem honestly with them trying out Ben's strength in these pressure situations. Even if, for example, I think yesterday, West Indies were what seven or eight down, and the nineteenth over was given to Deepak, who's who's like this uh, phenomenal resource, right? It's it's like a resource we have never had for a long time. A batsman who bowls a bit, like mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those rare uh, elements he that he possesses, and it was quite nice to see that. So I don't really have a problem in us trying out these different combinations and players, etc. But yeah, I I am perhaps as cynical as Mohan there, which is to say that you can play whoever you want, how many games you want, and wherever you want. But the eleven is the eleven. It's yeah. already like. In some, in some exactly some nasty videos have been circulated and then that 11 is set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some little drama will come up at that point of time but the 11 is the 11 
um very interesting setup discussions today lads i think uh, despite the fact that there wasn't as much cricket that we had to discuss i think over the last week i think we picked some very key topics to discuss and debate and i doubt we came to a conclusion on many but i think no, no. we have put the ball rolling on things that other people are going to have as their own little devil at devil's advocate if we come, if we come up with conclusions and all there will be a proper podcast right? yeah yeah <laughs> we'll be miles ahead we'll no longer be bits and pieces yeah exactly. we'll back. i think we did our, our good job of, of doing some really good bits and pieces discussion of everything um I, i think it's a good time to sort of um wrap this up and and put some thoughts in the heads of our listeners for them to think over while we reassemble a whole different panel like an indian t20 11 in the next week's podcast but here um, at the end of this wonderful discussion signing off are our wonderful panelists hank say bye yeah and i hope the bench strength of bits and pieces has uh, has proven itself today absolutely and uh, thank you hank and choppy you want to say some parting words no i just hope that uh, you know next time we have nine overseas players like the uae league <laughs> and, and this is me signing off saying hopefully next time we make 450000 for each podcast and not just oh some love and some mentions on twitter but you guys have been wonderful listeners keep supporting us thank you so much for listening to bits and pieces have a nice day